0: you're listening to the bob and bo show here your hosts ty bob tybo and sean welcome back to the show everyone i am ty bob joined by tybo and sean we're coming back to you after an nfl week Fifteen. That was pretty crazy. We had snow games. We had close games. We had upsets galore, and teams that can make the playoffs still in contention. Some that you'll be hearing about very, very soon. But first, we do have news to get to from around the league. It is uh, heating up, so let's get to it a little bit here. For the first bit of news coming from uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron, uh, a majority of insiders believe that Tom Brady will likely retire at the end of the season, per the Athletics' Mike Jones. Very interesting. He did say earlier on this season. Mike Jones. Who? Thank you. He did say earlier this season uh, that he would not be retiring, uh, but with that uh, multi $100 100 million dollar contract coming through uh for uh sports casting it would be expected that uh, he should probably drop off face of the earth from the football field anyways uh very soon uh, in other news of things that re- were reported a couple of weeks ago, coming from Tom Pelissero, the NFL has finally fined Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy a total of $36,281 for the unsportsmanlike conduct in that week's loss to the Chiefs. $23,020 for making contact with a game official, plus an additional $13,261 for removing his helmet. Should have probably just been a flag Maybe he would have got away with the fine. Uh, there was no ejection or suspension, but it did cost him nonetheless. <clears throat> Coming from Aramirov, uh, some interesting news. There have been speculation and talks about the end of the contract for the NFL Sunday ticket that has been with DirecTV since uh, the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, coming from Ari, he did say some long-awaited news, the NFL is in advanced talks with YouTube for exclusive rights to Sunday ticket, and an agreement could be reached as early as Wednesday. So the day that you're hearing this, uh, you could be hearing news from the NFL or the Wall Street Journal or any of your other media outlets that the, the NFL has – partnered with YouTube. Now, the expectation is this will not go on YouTube, the actual YouTube platform. It will be YouTube TV, both obviously owned by Google. So it will be an extension a now a Google product should uh, the contract go through. There was some other news in the NFL coming from Adam Schefter as the NFL uh, NFL firing season approaches. Officials inform the owners of the league's 32 franchises that teams have spent $800 million on fired coaches and front office executives over the past five seasons. $800 million for fired coaches. NFL, I understand you've got tons of money. You're willing to pay your coaches not to coach, but you're not willing to pay your players guaranteed contracts. Let's figure this shit out in some news that we did talk about earlier on uh this season just actually a few weeks ago uh stemming from the Mexican uh the Mexico City game in Mexico uh there was some issues going The Mexican going- game Mexican game uh the uh the Arizona Cardinals had sent home their offensive line uh coach uh, Sean Kugler early uh, due to some issues. There are some things now possibly coming out about this story. There are developments. Uh, in a first-part tweet from uh, Doug Samuels, he said, There is an interesting situation brewing in Arizona where the fired offensive line coach Sean kugler files a request for arbitration and mentions a possible, quote, mistaken identity, end quote. In Rapidport then stated from the team as an, uh, quote, as an ongoing legal matter, we are going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than those presented today. And that it had a good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment, end quote. So development, something happening down in Arizona, mistaken identity. We'll have to find out what goes on. Uh, This will have legal ramifications.
1: The mistaken identity could be for the GM of the Cardinals.
0: Oh, hmm. that was he, also the guy who left on a definite leave due to, quote-unquote, health issues.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but I know it's SC, same as Sean Kugler. He looks very much like Sean Kugler as well, so he may have just hired Sean Kugler to be a body double for himself.
0: Ooh. Uh, Sean Kugler is also SK, but... That is interesting. I did not know that. I believe close we're... enough. Sean says Googler K U L G E R or K U G L E R. Yes.
1: Then it's S K for the GM.
0: Interesting. Interesting news. Uh, we'll have to keep tabs on that as that unfolds because that is a wild story. Uh, There is news about player returning coming from Adam Schefter. The Eagles have activated tight end Dallas Goddard to the 53-man roster as of today being Tuesday, so that's good news for Dallas Goddard. Very good news for the Eagles as they try to make this final push for the playoff and get that number one seed. Also coming from Adam Schefter, the Jets have ruled out Mike White for Thursday night's game. Versus the Jaguars, due to his rib injury, Zach Wilson will be the starter. As you know, in last week's Just the Tips, Sean had told you to start Mike White. If you had paid any attention, you would have known that that was false because in the same evening or just the next morning, Mike White was announced as not playing. So don't pay attention to Just the Tips, I guess.
1: He's going to be starting for two weeks in a row this week.
0: Adam, uh, next next baby news from Adam Schefter on more injuries. Now the Rams center Brian Allen and wide receiver Ben Skoronik are out for the rest of the season with calf strains per head coach Sean McVay. Those two are out, which means that uh, the, the team, the team, the Los Angeles Rams are done. In some news that will affect the Kansas City Chiefs and their upcoming Saturday game, for me and Rappaport, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett is expected to have surgery to repair and stabilize his fractured finger from this past week's game. It's possible he only misses one game, that would be the Kansas City Chiefs, and is back for the final two, but a firm timetable will only be available post-surgery. Uh, in other news of injuries and players missing the rest of the season, Adam Schefter did state that the Colts have placed running back Jonathan Taylor on injured reserved and his season will be over. It is sad for Jonathan Taylor fantasy owners uh, like myself. It sucks. We're going to win it. We're going to get the chip anyways, but that sucks. And more news of injury reserve, this one coming from Field Yates. The Ravens have placed wide receiver Devin Duvernay on injury reserve after he suffered an injury in practice today on Tuesday. He suffered it in practice, man. That's not something that you want to see this late in the season from what has been somewhat of a consistent threat uh, in a team that has no wide receiver threats.
1: They just signed a new threat.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, there's also in a final bit, I believe, of some in- Yeah, final bit of injury news here. Uh, this portion coming from Bleacher Report, uh, stating that Jalen Hurts had suffered a sprained shoulder in Sunday's win over the Bears. He could miss the next two games out of the three that are coming up. That is not good news for his MVP case. That is not good news for the Eagles who try to lock up the number one seed in the NFC but in a different tweet that came from Ari Mirov just today on Tuesday, he said that the Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni stated, he's not ruling Jalen hurts out for this week because he's a fast healer quote. His body is not like ours. I will not rule him out in quote. That reminds me much of Zach Taylor's quote, referencing uh, uh, Jamar chase earlier on this season, who was supposed to be out for uh, like what eight weeks. He ended up coming back in, I believe five. Uh, So We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Now, in the news that Sean had alluded to, coming from Tom Pelissero, the Packers have released wide receiver Sammy Watkins. He did go on waivers. That was on Monday. On Tuesday, coming again from Tom Pelissero, the Ravens claimed wide receiver Sammy Watkins off those waivers. He did go to a new team to be a new threat in the AFC, hopefully to make the playoffs and possibly match up against the Kansas City Chiefs, his former team, uh, at some point. Well, this is Sammy
1: just a, re, a return to Baltimore,
0: right? Sammy's already played well, for
2: us. Yeah, I yes, was like I'm not correct. surprised by this move at all.
0: I'm surprised the Chiefs <clears throat> did not put in a waiver claim, or at least that we don't know. Obviously, I, I am happy that we did not pick up Sammy Watkins. However, going into the why playoffs. would you be
2: surprised? I, we we don't we've moved on.
0: We have moved on, but going into the playoffs with the injuries that we have had and continue to have, obviously with Jody Fortson. Um, I would not have been surprised had we at least put in a waiver claim on a guy who knows the offense and is reliable when healthy.
1: And he would get hurt right away, though.
0: Well, you know that that's how that happens. In a couple final pieces that we have here, we've got news of another addition coming from Ian Rappaport. A guy coming back into the league. The Vikings have signed quarterback Josh Rosen to their practice squad. Rosen's back in the league, boys. He should not be. Whoopity diddly (laughs) do. He should not be. He should not be. Uh, In some interesting news, there has been speculation this entire season, especially since this player's injury, that he may retire. Coming from Ian Rappaport, the Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford told a persistent reporter – Ended up being Matthew Stafford's wife. That he will not be retiring. Uh, his his wife did end up uh, recor- recording, leaving a, a him audio oh. for it, <laughs> uh, and uh, did post it uh, on all of social media, uh, showing that Matthew Stafford will be coming back next season. Uh, Something that time for him to hang it up. I would think so. You would think so. Very injured now. Uh, We did talk about this earlier on. It continues to be the Odell Beckham Jr. saga. Uh, Sean uh, did mention it that uh, just because uh, these other teams who were pursuing him pursued other players does not mean that he's fully out. And coming from Mary Mirov and a quote from Jerry Jones – Odell's going to join us. There's a good chance he will with a complete goal of getting ready for a playoff game or two, and then I'll look to the future. I'm hopeful we can get into some important games and have some Deion Sanders type results. <laughs> Don't disrespect Dion. Come on. <laughs> Don't disrespect I'm, that man. I'm proud. I'm proud. Don't disrespect primetime. Come on, man. All right, I'll read through this one here pretty quick. It is the last bit of news that comes from the NFL. It is the final results of the Pro Bowl. So I hope you all got out and voted on Twitter for who you wanted out there. This comes from, uh, I believe it is, uh, reporters, players, and fans the final results are in. I'll read AFC first, then NFC. So starting off at quarterback, you've got Tua Tungavailoa and then Jalen Hurts. Uh, again, these are the starters. These are the guys who got the most votes. Going into running backs, it is Derrick Henry, then Christian McCaffrey. Fullbacks is Alec Ingold, Kyle Juszczyk. Receiver, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Tackles, Taryn Armstead, Trent Williams. Guards, Kevin Zeitler, Zach Martin. Centers: Creed Humphrey, Jason Kelsey. Moving on to the defense, the defensive end, we've got Miles Garrett and Nick Bol- uh, Nick Bosa. Defensive tackles, and Williams, J- uh, Javon Hargraves. Outside linebackers, Matthew Judon, Micah Parsons. Inside linebackers, Nick Bolton, Fred Warner. Corners, Sauce Gardner, Tariq Woolen. Again, two rookies making it the highest voted. That's pretty impressive for these two gentlemen. Free safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick, Kirby Joseph. Strong safeties, Derwin James, Harrison Smith. On to the special teams, we have got kickers, Justin Tucker, Jason Myers, punters, Ryan Stonehouse, Tress Way, return specialist Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and Nwagwu, uh uh special teamers Justin Hardy and Chris Boyd, and then long snappers Thomas Hennessy and Andrew De, De Paola.
1: It's great to see another number 10 from the Chiefs start off as a return specialist in the Pro Bowl.
0: (laughs) Those guys ended up having great careers after starting in the Pro Bowl their rookie year uh, as return specialists. So we'll have to see if that trend can continue in Kansas City. That's it for the news this week. It's a lot keep your eyes on the fantasy football lineups as players are hitting the injury reserve coming off of injury reserve. You've only got a few weeks here. If you aren't in the championship rounds yet, you will be soon. So let's quickly turn this one over to Sean who can give us his just the tips.
1: And speaking of championship rounds, I somehow made it in our league, beat Jerry, the commissioner Get the best record all year. Feels good to make it. Second so
2: year. give us those tips.
1: Just the tips. Just for you, Tabo. Starting off with the stardom here. These are the players, some of you may have started, maybe not started, but we're going to talk about the people that I put on my stardom. Justin Fields, 23 points. Pretty solid game for him. Mike White, 0 points. Did not know to be out. He got, I believe it was very very shortly after I don't even think it was the next day I think it was the same night after we got done recording that he was going to be out hate to see it Kirk Cousins 36 noon game game for Kirk Cousins that seems to be his go to to go off
0: certainly thought he was going to get blown out the rest of that game it has to come back by him
1: now it's good as Ray rage. The,
2: the Colts got their back Stop it. <laughs> they got bent over in the second <laughs> half.
1: <laughs> Peyton, our friend, my friend, means I was friend Peyton was at the game. He immediately texted me, snapped me said, "Colts going to beat that ass." I continually stayed in contact with him throughout the whole entire game, asking him, what's going on, man. It's 36-14. 36-21. Kept coming back and coming back. And I kept saying Vikings are going to win, man. They did. It's, it's
2: worse, by the way.
1: Yeah. He also <laughs> went to a Bulls game. When it comes to and, talking shit. He went to the Bulls game and they got their ass beat as well. So it was just a terrible sports weekend for him.
2: Does he consider himself a Bulls fan? Yeah. It sucks to be. Payton.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Running backs. Miles Sanders. He burns me every damn time I put him on any side of the list. Sit him, he goes off. Start him, he doesn't go off. He 0. had three nine. points.
0: Oh, shit. He had 0. .9 in one of my leagues.
2: We do scoring a little bit differently. Sean goes off of, like, kind of... It's a standard PBR league, right? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Tony Pollard. 14 points.
1: Average for him. Mid. Isaiah Pacheco, 8. I was thinking he was going to get some touchdowns. He ended up getting 87 yards rushing, but no touchdowns. If if
2: I recall correctly, it was 17 carries, 111 yards and two touchdowns or something like that.
1: Uh, He just needed two more carries, man. Didn't happen. (laughs) Two more carries, he would have gotten everything I called
0: for. Sure.
1: (laughs) Wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, 13 points not good, not great. It's right there, though. Michael Pittman Jr., 19 points. I believe it almost all came in the first half, though, because they did not do shit in the second half.
2: It was a decent call.
1: Donovan Peoples-Jones, 13 points. I mean, Only, they only
2: saved scored. you with a touchdown. Yeah.
1: They, only, they only scored 13 points in the whole entire game. He ended up getting 13 fantasy points. <laughs> Lucky me. Without their tight end, though. David Njoku, five. <laughs> not a good call. Not a good call at all. And the last tight end, Cole Komet. One better than Njoku, six points. Not too bad for the stardom. Not too good, really. But yeah, not, here's not where good. it goes downhill. Not too good. Here's where it goes downhill.
2: It was Specific. already going down. <laughs> no, it goes way it was, downhill right here. The, the ball was rolling. It's picking up some velocity now. It's way
1: worse. Quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence. What a game. 29 points. Tua. 17 points. And Aaron Rodgers coming away with a whopping 11 points. You should know better than to start Rodgers anymore. If he's ever on the sit trust me on him. Anybody else, don't trust me on that Running backs here Saquon Barkley 22 points <laughs>
2: he, was, he feeling was feeling big. it too he was he looked good
1: Alvin Kamara he got over 10 points this week he had 12 he's barely done that at all this year but damn one, one week I put him on the sit him. it's over 10 David freaking Montgomery 23 points ouch ouch not expecting that from him glad he did it though because it helped me win my matchup I did not take my own advice because I have no other running backs on my team
2: I feel like a lot of David Montgomery owners are in that same situation Sean yeah
1: DeAndre Hopkins came away with 13 points as Colt McCoy as his quarterback kind of expecting that to keep going for the rest of the year Jalen Waddle, 21 points. Big game. Big game. (laughs) Mike Evans, 13 points. He's getting back on track a little bit. We'll see. Not much. Gerald Everett came away with eight points. Not a good pick either. And another terrible pick probably The worst one since he is a tight end, not expecting a whole lot from him. Dawson Knox
2: with 20 win points. F, F, no big old fat F. No, that was that was worse than your D minus. That was that's F. Is, is that what an F means a, compared
1: to a D minus? You,
0: you start, you started a guy who had seven broken ribs and hey. you knew he wasn't. <laughs>
2: that guy's a seven? dog, man. Do we do we know he had seven? Seven I broken ribs.
0: Hi, I think it's. He I went think it's to six.
1: ten different doctors trying to get cleared. No one would clear him.
2: I don't know what that's, I was thinking. Man. That's true grit.
0: <laughs> listen, and I I would say Capacity, maybe. You know, we would generally say like don't listen to just the tips, but I will say this. Listen to them and then do the opposite of what Sean tells you to do. If he, yeah, he tells I you tried, to sit them, yeah. start them because if this gets flip-flopped, I'm telling you that this is probably an A minus, a A minus A. You would have had what six starters with 20 plus points. Five. Good Five. segment. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. Uh,
2: I, I do want to go ahead and force the, this conversation though. And uh, that was just the <laughs> tips. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ty, Ty Bob has uh, officially had it with us uh, saying I, I Trevor you. Lawrence is a bust. <laughs> oh, I, got it.
0: Right? I actually there there are statistics to back it up. Uh, statistically, he is a top what twelve quarterback.
1: He's top five in fantasy right
0: now. He's top five in fantasy. <laughs> he's top 12 in literally all statistics throughout the NFL. Oh. Just pulling these up really quickly. Uh, you look at um, completion percentage. Uh, ch- ch- this He's 13th. You look at yards. He's ninth. You look at uh, touchdowns. Uh, the Trevor Lawrence is uh, fifth. You look at Interceptions. Uh well just his touchdown to interception ratio is 24 to 7. It's fantastic out of quarterbacks. Um his QBR, uh you're looking at uh 13th. His quarterback rating or yeah, his just straight up rating is 10th. He is he is a top 11, top 10 quarterback. I've had it with these bust talks. I wasn't able to disagree anytime we've talked about busts previously for him. We're not talking about Deshaun Watson. Uh, we're just talking about Trevor Lawrence. Um, not a bust. Clearly not a bust. He had an awful rookie season with a head coach that would kick his kicker's leg and call people dumbasses. He is now with a good coach in Doug Peterson. They have got him help. His offensive line has been mended. He is a top 10 quarterback by all statistics. He's a top five in fantasy. He, he can't be a most. It's not possible. He's about mm. to make the playoffs being behind three games, three-plus games with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is
1: in one of the worst divisions in the football, though.
0: Doesn't matter, man. I'm going to go ahead and bring up some of
2: my similar arguments that I had uh, with you previously. Uh, (laughs) Brock Purdy's looked great in a couple of games. A couple.
1: Baker Mayfield had a great rookie season. Matt Castle had a great year one year. Then we got him.
0: (laughs) Were you calling, in these one seasons, were you calling these players busts? Are you calling? You look at, if you look
2: at Baker Mayfield's career right now, as a as a where he was drafted, I'm calling him a bust. You I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Trevor Lawrence, where from where he was drafted, is not going to amount to the expectations of a of a top draft pick. Like day one, top five draft pick. He's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be. He's not going to be that guy for anybody. I I don't care what he kind of looks looks like right now. Um, he's not not going to be a good NFL quarterback.
0: I think it takes some time to. I think it takes some time to actually judge quarterbacks. We've gotten very lucky and privileged with the rookie quarterbacks that come in. Patrick Mahomes obviously didn't play his rookie year, but in his first year fantastic you get Joe Burrow who comes in plays fantastic but has a lot of weapons around him Uh, you know you you get very lucky with a lot of these guys that come in did Baker look good in his rookie year and look bad after yes he's also on his seventh head coach he went through four in five seasons he went through two in one and he went through three in another half a a season uh, a full season this year so yes has baker not lived up to his expectations sure has he been surrounded in in what would be considered a good enough environment to allow his skill set to to show no um that would be the same thing for trevor lawrence in his first year with urban meyer as a head coach um you want to look at this, like for me, I'm taking last year. And for most people, we are taking last year out of the equation for Trevor Lawrence. I think that would be a fair assessment to do of taking last year out simply because of the ineptitude of that entire franchise and how they have been for since its conception. Going in with Doug Peterson, who has won a Super Bowl, who has been in good organizations behind Andy Reid. I think you have to look at what this year is as his rookie year. Is is he showing just straight by wins that he can be that guy? No. Is he showing by what he produces on the field that he can be that guy and by statistics that he can be that guy? Yes. He's showing you that he is a top 10 quarterback right now. That's just by the statistics. Would I put him personally in the top 10? No. But I think you allow this guy to have a little bit of time with a good organization that works well. I think you you can see that he will be that guy.
2: No, Uh, he's uh, at best. He's going to be streaky. Um, He's going to, he's going to have those good moments um, every now and then, but he's going to have four fumble games. He's going to have multiple interception games um, again in his career. Um, And and not even just talking about the kind of player or person that he is. He's also in a franchise like Jacksonville, very similar to the Browns um, and Baker situation. He's probably going to go through a couple of different head coaches uh, a few different head coaches in his career. Um, Doug Peterson may seem like a good fit right now, fit right now, but if the front office continues to um, also similar to the, also similar to the Browns, make questionable contract decisions like paying a guy like Christian Kirk top wide receiver money, turned um, out to be a good move. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. He's not worth his contract.
0: No, the only time will tell. I don't think "bust" is a is a proper tag. Uh, I think "wait and see" is is a little bit better. Um, but uh, he is he is showing by all accounts uh, he does not deserve that "bust" tag. And I'm gonna go
2: ahead and be completely honest with you. Like, I just don't like him. I'm completely biased in in saying he's he's a bust and he's gonna be bad because I just don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. <laughs> so even if, like, if he even he didn't if he like does,
0: sunshine on Titan on Remember the Titans
2: either? He's a horse face, uh, sunshine. What
0: a, what a guy. Sunshine way are. cuter. What a guy you are. I like it. It's a it's a good discourse. Um, I, I again so, time will time yeah. will tell. Even if
2: he turns into a top five quarterback of all time, I'm still gonna be a Trevor Lawrence hater. That's fine. Be you can player. at least
0: be realistic.
2: No. I'm you sorry. haters.
0: You
1: haters. He could be the greatest bust ever.
2: Or the longest no, bust that's, ever.
0: Listen, that's that's Jamarcus Russell. The greatest bust ever. Better put a best in front of that motherfucker. I, I think if I'm quoting him correctly. It's that time of the week, folks, that we get to our best power ranking, the best that you'll find in the league. All right. We came at you last week with this our isn't... playoff. Wait, it's a power ranking. It's the power, it's the best seven teams on each we've done each our division. team power rankings. This is the playoff picture. We this yeah, was... it's
2: the best teams in each in each conference. We don't we're not quite I'm not quite calling this power ranking, but that's yeah, fine. fine. That's fair. This is a power. We are, I, we are
0: power ranking the seeds, sir.
2: I'm just being mean. We we were we were talking about Trevor Lawrence.
0: You got You're me. An mood. You're being an asshole. <laughs> All right, I'm going to run through them here pretty quickly Uh, First, I'm going to start with the NFC And then Tybo will give us any changes That need to be made here Then I'll go with the AFC And Sean will give us any changes If there are any that need to be made Again, this is the best power ranking That you'll find across the land We are the best at what we do So let's start this one off with the NFC Starting at number 7, it was the Commies At 6, Seattle Seahawks 5, the Dallas Cowboys 4, the Buccaneers three Minnesota Vikings two the San Francisco 49ers and taking the number one seed was the Philadelphia Eagles Tybo. Do we have any changes?
2: Only a couple at the bottom. Um, the Lions and the Giants probably coming in, booting the Seahawks and the commies out um, just after what transpired this weekend. We do feel like the Lions are going to finish strong the Giants got the game over the Commanders, and that was kind of the deciding game um, for that battle. Um, and the Seahawks, you know, Geno's magic's kind of running out.
0: We, we definitely cover that in, in how we picked this. We thought as long as whoever wins this game is going to go ahead and be the seventh seed for the NFC. Tommy's got screwed out of a touchdown at the end of the game, but that's how it goes. The Giants make it in. We're going to put the Lions at winning out their final remaining games, giving them 10 wins on the season. Never would have thought this where they were halfway through the season, but now they're here, and we think that they're going to go in at the six seed Giants at the seven. Let's get through the AFC here real quick. Starting off at number seven was the Dolphins, six Chargers, five is the Baltimore Ravens for the Tennessee Titans at three the Cincinnati Bengals Two the Buffalo Bills and we still believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will take the number one seed in the AFC West or in the AFC Uh, Sean do we have any changes coming in the AFC
1: there are no changes in the AFC but there is one thing to look at Titans and the Jaguars for the number four four seed it's going to come down to the final week and that is going to be a hell of a matchup to watch out for. But other than that, it looks like all these teams are set and ready to go at these spots. It's
0: going to be hard to call that one with the Titans having a game in hand. We just kind of believe that's the way that, that the cards are going to lay out. Obviously, the Jaguars making a push. Um, whoever wins that division is in and whoever doesn't, whoever's on the losing side of that is out. There's no questions about it. They will not be in. The AFC South will only be putting in one team in the playoffs this season.
2: The NFC in the South might look worse.
0: <laughs> so in a surprising take, yeah, man, the NFC South is absolutely awful. They're going to put in a team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a losing record.
2: It's going to go eight and nine and, and beat Daniel Jones. <laughs>
1: No, they're going
0: to be seven ten. It's going to be it's ugly out there in the NFC, folks. I'm sorry for anybody who's an NFC fan or if has a team in the NFC. Uh, your time, it's not has your come. year. The time has come. The AFC is here, folks. The AFC is here to stay. That is the power ranking. We had quite a few, a couple games of the week, and boy, let me tell you. Were they some good ones? Uh, let's start off with our first game of the week. Here was the Jets versus the Lions. Sean, tell us what happened in this game.
1: Lions won twenty-two seventeen. As we talked about quite a bit earlier, there was no Mike White. It was Zach Wilson again, and what does he do? He comes in and keeps throwing interceptions. That's just what he does. Jets started off the game by putting the ball to the Lions on their first drive of the game, and the Lions had a return touchdown. Great way to start the game. Jets were actually leading late in the fourth quarter. They got up 17 to 13, and it was looking rough for the Lions, but guess what? Old head coach Dan Campbell put his balls on the table yet again on fourth and one, and Jared Goff unloads A pass to Brock Wright. Goes for 51 yards with a minute 47 left. Another big question mark about this game is head coach Robert Salah, the Jets. He had all three of his timeouts left with 147 remaining. Really, really fumbled the bag on clock management there. And he thought Zach Wilson had a chance to bring him back. That's not who you want to bring him back. He may have kept those timeouts because he thought they may have rolled over to next week, but I don't know.
0: Roll over minutes. What a game that will! Uh, the the Jets thought they had a chance. We thought they did. the The chance isn't fully gone, but it seems to be fleeting to make the playoffs here uh our next game of the week was the sunday night football game it was the giants versus the commies in washington uh it was a hell of a finish i'll tell you most of the game was very very boring it started off with the commies getting a field goal to lead it off and the giants decided to strike back and take a two touchdown uh get two touchdowns to take a two score lead here um Nobody was really firing on all cylinders unless your name was Saquon Barkley, uh, who had a hell of a night. Uh, he ended up rushing for a total of 87 yards, had himself a touchdown, 4.8 yards a carry. Um, there was no passing in this game from the Giants. There usually isn't. Their quarterback has got awful, and they don't need to find a new one. Uh, I saw some fans on Twitter Uh, really questioning Mike Kafka and his abilities to call plays. And I was very surprised at that, uh, him coming from Kansas City. Uh, I think you you have to stop questioning your offensive coordinator when your uh, quarterback looks like he should be a CPA. The Washington commies did try to fight back here as Jahan Dotson goes off for 105 yards on four receptions. Terry McLaurin was carving up the Giants' defense. You even had Curtis Samuel getting himself involved. Brian Robinson Jr. going off 7.4 yards of carry. I mean, the the Giants' defense got carved up and still – Implemented that Ben don't break defense, giving up only mostly uh, field goals. It came down to the final, final drive of the game in the final few seconds, uh, down by eight points, a touchdown and a two point conversion would get them tied and going into overtime. Uh, very scandalous here. Um, <clears throat> Taylor Heineke steps back in the pocket, looks left. Uh, I believe it was Curtis Samuel. Basically, what would have been wide open had there not been a, a cape in the form of a player hanging over his entire body. I, th- it is one of the all the probably a top five egregious missed uh, uh, pass interference call. Maybe only behind the one in the NFC Championship game uh, on the uh, on the Saints uh, wide receiver. I think it was Michael Thomas. Uh, that the referee actually apologized about like way later. <laughs> like it, 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 it was bad folks. It was bad. It was a blanket over this guy's head. They just put a potato sack on him, shoved it down, tied it up and carried him off the field is basically what happened. It, it was, it egregious. didn't get the
2: flag because it was the nicest, gentlest looking hug I think I've ever seen. <laughs> he was really just, you know, being gentle with them out there. So I don't, I, I don't, you know, wasn't flag worthy. What do you think about the play previous to that? It's not very often you see something like that positive in the NFL. So yes. Sean, why, why know. throw, a, why throw a flag and it to be negative.
0: <laughs> Sean, you are correct. The play previous to that, which was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. They would have just lined up and gone for the two points to try and tie the game up. Uh, the play previous to the final uh, play where the where the pass interference was not called, Terry McLaurin had lined up, uh, had checked with the referee to his right to make sure that he was either on or off whatever his segment was supposed to be. It looked like he was supposed to be off by the formation. He confirmed with the referee that he was in the correct position and everything was good. Usually the referee will always tell you whether you need to be on or you need to be off given the formation that you're on just to confirm things. He looked over at the referee, the referee confirmed with him, the ball was snapped, it was a touchdown, the play uh, uh, would have ended up in a touchdown. Had the referee not thrown the flag, after confirming with Terry McLaurin that his lineup was correct, that he threw the flag on Terry McLaurin for an illegal formation.
2: Somebody from New York's paying the refs to get him into the playoffs.
0: Because Those have to I be... think
2: that's even more egregious than the no call. Like the the delib- It feels deliberately rigged when you when you have an interaction with an official like that.
0: There was the the pool interview that they do after every game, and the uh, the the head ref uh, went on to state that. That is not the only thing that the referees do, and that is not actually their job. They just do it when they have the available time, that that time is spent counting, making sure that uh, the correct amount of players are in, that the players uh, across the board are on the line, and not confirming with the wide receiver. I can tell you that is a bold-faced lie, because in middle school, high school, and in college, I know for a fact that referees do speak with those wide receivers who are lined up on each side confirming where they're they're supposed to be and if they're on or off that is something that head coaches talk to their players about that is something that position coaches talk to their players about that is something that the referees speak to the players about before the game starts that's a bold-faced lie and i'm getting very sick and tired of what the nfl is doing with these referees
2: Yeah, this weekend was crazy um, with close games, but the NFL officiating was at an all-time low, um, in my opinion. Uh, but my game of the week um, turned out to be a good one. Very entertaining. Dolphins-Bills. Um, the score was 32-29. to 29. The Bills went in on a last-second field goal. Um Devin Singletary I believe uh, had a chance to get it into the end zone um but decided to slide uh, let the clock run out and secure the win with the field goal. Um the Dolphins struggled to get it into the end zone at the beginning of the game um and the Bills started scoring touchdowns before the Dolphins. Um however Miami was leading going into the fourth quarter um and in the fourth quarter for a bit. Um the Buffalo Bills scored eleven points in the fourth quarter to edge them out. <laughs> um <laughs> it was a uh, it was a good day for running the ball. Um Raheem Mostert had 17 carries for 136 yards. Salvin Ahmed added another six carries for 43. Uh So Raheem Mostert averaged eight yards a carry, and Ahmed averaged seven yards a carry. Um, Mostert also broke off a 67-yarder. But Josh Allen led the Bills in rushing. He had 10 carries for 77 yards. Not usually the recipe for success. I know their backfield uh, struggles at times. Um, But Singletary had 42 yards, and James Cook um, another 34. So there were a lot of rushing yards in this game. Um, it did start snowing in the fourth quarter, so that may have played into that a bit. Um, but Josh Allen seemingly put the put the team on his back um, again. Uh, he does a lot of things for the Buffalo Bills. Even though they're so talented, um, sometimes it, it does look like he bails them out of a lot of situations. Uh, he had a 119 QB rating this game. Four TDs, no interceptions. So uh, he... He's up there with Mahomes, man. I really do feel like he plays the game in a special way. Um, it, it, I, it's it's good football to watch. It's good for the NFL. Um, don't like that he we have to play him a lot in the playoffs. Um, we may have to go to Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl this year, and I don't like that idea.
0: That I'll take a loss in one of their final three games, and we'll regain that number one seed. I fully do believe that. It was a hell of a game. I, uh, I was at a, was a place um, that just opened up down by me called Craft Putt. Uh, uh, it's a putt-putt indoor course with uh, uh, drafts ready to go so you can drink and play putt-putt. It's a pretty dope spot. We'll have to go hit that up when you guys get down here. Or, Sean, I guess you come up. Over. Um, Over? Somewhere like that one of these directions. I'm not Chiefsaholic. I don't know where these places are located. Those are our games of the week. Um, There is a lot of stuff that happened during these games. One of the most egregious things that I think I may have ever seen in my lifetime watching the NFL came from the Patriots Raiders game. Sean, please do, do, do tell.
1: The game's tied, 24-24, last play of the game. You hand the ball off to Ramondre Stevenson. He starts running down the sideline. He throws it back to, I believe, was it Kendrick Bourne? Uh, no, uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. He immediately starts running backwards towards the line of scrimmage. For some ungodly reason, he decides to give a Hail Mary 25-yard pass lateral to none other than Mac Jones. That's probably the last person you want with the ball in their hands trying to run in a scramble situation
2: the wrong jones caught it
1: the wrong jones caught it i don't know why chandler jones was still back there catches it shoves max jones straight down into the earth embarrasses him and runs it back for what 45 50 yards for a game ceiling touchdown.
2: Ooh, one one of the slowest and most unathletic looking stiff arms but at the same time one of the most disrespectful stiff oh, arms wow. I think I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> wow.
0: I I saw that and felt my entire body just sink. I mean, it it was very slow but it was purposeful and powerful he didn't just stiff arm him he drove him into the ground he took he took a couple extra seconds just to make sure he shoved his helmet into the ground mac mac jones helmet into the ground as hard as he could and kind of rubbed it in there like if you had an older brother who was uh, who's beating the hell out of you
1: what do you have going on with the patriots if you have a special teams coach as your quarterbacks coach this year and a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator and you don't teach your quarterback how to tackle
0: That's what happens when your offensive coordinator leaves and you think you don't need one.
1: That's what happens when you have dumbass Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator.
2: I'm really hoping that that wasn't a scripted play. But the the Twitter detectives out there do believe that the Patriots coach was encouraging the behavior that was happening on the field at the time. Uh, clapping and telling Jacoby Myers to throw the ball. Um, so bad look on the Patriots. Really terrible way to give up a game. And good TV, though. Really entertaining. So Great keep it up.
0: Uh, keep it up. Little- Bill
1: Belichick's greatest coaching year ever because he has to deal with Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator. And he's still this good. just
0: I mean, I wouldn't good. call this. I wouldn't call this good. <laughs> um, I it, I love seeing this for how, two decades. The Patriots. This sort of stuff would only happen t- against the Patriots, not to the Patriots. And so, to finally see Bill Belichick and the Patriots put up performances like this, it only makes my my heart sing. The only thing that was sad about this is, uh, and. Good. Jacoby Myers, after throwing that back with uh, eyes filled with tears, sat in the locker room and took every single question from reporters. He did not deflect blame on any other player or on any other coach. He one hundred percent took blame upon himself. and um th- that is a a class act from from Jacoby. But, Thank God it's now happening about uh, to, to the Patriots.
1: And another great game from the weekend, Colts versus Vikings. Colts were up 33 at halftime. How is Matt Ryan always involved in the biggest comebacks in NFL history?
0: Because he sucks. He also, like, for me, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame, but there are people who do. If he let's just say he's going into the Hall of Fame currently, is he is he or has he played himself out of the Hall of Fame, much like Russell Wilson, just based on the two comebacks that have come against him? Number one, the largest in Super Bowl history, and now the largest in NFL history.
1: I think he's been playing himself out of the Hall of Fame since he got in the league. But
2: I mean, the he man can... did win an MVP. I mean, if he does get a statue in Canton, like we just got to put come on his back. Stop.
0: What? <laughs> Stop. It's gonna go over a lot of people's heads. That's all right. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm. I'm getting away. No, I'm getting away from it. No. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to Packham, our... Packham. <laughs> Brings us to week 15 Packham I'm ready for this one Let's hear it Ty Bob Come on Man. No Come on Listen There's three weeks left We'll we'll see you next week No Alright So uh, It was a good it, Honestly it was a good week Across the board Nobody had Even close to a 500 record It was a very good week For all the boys Well there was one person Close to a 500 record That person was shocked Win nine and seven. That's what I do, man. The, the closest player to getting to tying and challenging Tybo, he goes nine and seven, rounding out in third place. I round out in second place, ten wins, six losses. Very, very solid. Very solid. Tybo just went and had himself an amazing week after going five and eight and losing the week, where which Sean and I could not capitalize on. He decided to go twelve. And four. That's right. Tybo is the week 15 winner. Again, I come in second place. Sean goes in third. That rounds out still in the same order we were overall on total points first, second and third. Tybo leading at 133 wins, 87 losses and the three ties. Sean rounding out in second with 127 wins, 93 losses, three ties. I have 124 wins, 97 three, uh, 97 losses and the three ties. It's getting very we're we're getting very close to the end here, and we will be doing this in the playoffs until somebody has it locked up. We've got to capitalize on these next few weeks, Sean. One of us has got to overtake Tybo. I'm hoping it's me. I think I can do it. I'm hitting my stride here.
2: I'm a whole ten games up on you, Tybo. You <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, you are a whole nine games up on me, sir. I can make it happen. I just need to you have five Canadian. You I just said you were one. You have 133.
2: Yeah. That yes. if you have 97 losses that 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 math doesn't add up to. No,
0: that does not add up. Where did I? <laughs> I'll have to go do redo maths. I have of to go do redo maths. I'll have to redo On that maths. note. I messed up somewhere. On that note, we over. do have our at least I at least I'm not Robin Banks, man. We will pick our Thursday night game here. Uh, oh to yeah, get yeah, yeah. Through this, year. I go first. You're going to go first. I uh, mean, Sean goes second. We are still in our regular form here. The Jacksonville Jaguars, led by non-bust Trevor Lawrence, they head into MetLife to take on the New York Jets with a bust of Zach Wilson. The Jets are one-point dogs in this game.
2: One-point dogs. Anything can happen. Uh, I'm going Jets. I just and out of my disdain for Trevor Lawrence. I'm gonna keep the Jets. I like that. I'm gonna go Jaguars. I go for it, bud. Go for it, buddy. All right, bud. Bye, bud. Pal. Guy. Hi.
0: <laughs> I'm also gonna take the Jaguars here. Um, jets slipping, falling. Zach Wilson is hot garbage. Uh, you guys
2: are you guys are failing to account for the stats of warm weather teams playing in cold locations. Yeah, I don't care about that. Don't care. It's a team from Florida going to play in New York. Yeah, and Zach Wilson in New York.
0: <laughs> Zach Wilson anywhere.
2: Mr. Int. All
0: right, guys. The Jags just pulled up a big win against the Dallas Cowboys. They pulled up a, a, a near a near win, or excuse me, a win on the Titans. They they've got good stature going in um, through these next few games. They're going to make a playoff push. Jets season is over. They cannot do I'm, anything.
2: I'm glad you've been a lifelong Jags fan, dude. I really I like to see all your Jags gear that you have at home. I did.
0: Uh, listen, listen. I was an MJD fan. Yeah. What's the name, JD Byron Sandwich.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude. Not really. Didn't like him. Byron, Byron Sandwich. <laughs> fine. That's a fine. How's that a fine? Is a it's it a joke on him pun. being a bigger guy. Awful, awful pun. God. He was a tubby quarterback. He was a large man playing quarterback. He was bigger than Big Ben. You could also throw bombs. He yes. Bombs. He had a rocket. People did not like catching the ball. Not surprised.
0: That's going to do it for Pick'Em. We've got our games in. Tybo's taking the Jets. Sean and I have the Jags. Tybo is still our leader after 15 weeks. We've got three more weeks plus the playoffs to go until somebody's locked up as the winner. We will keep you informed on what's happening. Make sure to check us back out on Friday as we bring you the news from the rest of the week and games to come. Never forget... Couple the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.